Thanks for checking out the Refuge Official Podcast. Wherever you're from, we hope that this message will encourage you and help you grow in your relationship with God. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Refuge. Today we have Mother's Day, and I am so honored that I have my daughter, one of my daughters, doing this Mother's Day message with me to you. Hi everyone, my name is Michaela Schultz and this is actually my first Mother's Day with my baby being on the outside. Last Mother's Day he was on the inside. Um, and yeah. Do you like him better on the outside or the inside? He's a lot more work on the outside, um, on the inside. No work at all, but yeah. And how many Mother's Days is this for you? This is a lot of Mother's Days for me. I think like 27. Uh, we actually have four children. We have two boys and two girls. And the boys are both married and Michaela's married. And then we have another daughter, Mackenzie, who's not married. In case anybody's interested, let me know. I know how to connect you and she would love <laughs> she me actually that. will because She'll do you that. know she's a little matchmaker mm -hmm. and we have five grandchildren which is super exciting so uh, we've also had 13 international students that have lived with us over the years so I guess we could say I've had like 17 children wow. we should we should come up with a show <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> Maybe not. Reality Maybe show. not. But I do have a joke for you. Great. Okay. So like my <laughs> husband loves to tell jokes on Sunday mornings. Well, to start off his message anyway. So they say that we wish we could sleep like a baby, but I don't wish I could sleep like a baby. I wish I could sleep like my husband. <laughs> that is so true. I do not understand how men can just like hit the pillow 30 seconds out they're out it is that is like a real <laughs> gift because me like when i lay my head down i like play back every scenario that happened that entire day and i'm just like thinking about everything and it's just a mess so so you want to sleep like your husband yep right so there's another one so there is his family and the, it was mom, dad, and a couple children, and the dad and the children said that they're gonna make breakfast, and it was Mother's Day morning, and so mom was all excited. She was still in bed, and oh, she could smell the bacon and eggs, and I'm sure they had main grain for their bread, for their toast, because it's our favorite, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just took a long time, like longer than the mom thought that it should take. And so she went downstairs and she in the kitchen and she's like, this smells like really good. And you're eating already. Like, why are you eating? And they said, because we wanted to make you really proud. And we made our own breakfast today. <laughs> Hopefully that didn't happen at your house today. Right. Well, at least that mom got to sleep in a little bit. Well, and... she was awakened by the smell of the bacon. Oh, though. I guess that's, yeah. That would wake me <laughs> up. <laughs> so today is actually the 106th anniversary of Mother's Day. 
and it started a long time ago by a lady named Anna Jarvis. And she wanted Mother's Day to happen because she didn't feel like mothers were getting enough, women were getting enough recognition. And so she started Mother's Day and what was interesting is that it caught on like really quick and within four years it was so commercialized that she then wanted to do away with Mother's Day because she thought the intent of it was taken away. She wanted it just to be a celebration with families and with their mother and it became so commercialized. And so here we are 106 years later still celebrating Mother's Day. Wow. You know, there's a lot that goes into being a mother, right, Michaela? So I, I think of all the different kinds of moms. You know, we talked about how this, you're a first-time mom. And, of course, you have a perfect child. Of course. Kind of. He's he's still learning he's and growing. really sweet. He sits up now and plays with his toys and plays little sweet games. And he's eight months old. Eight months old. So he's... He's pretty cute. His name is Crew. There's first-time grandmas. There's first-time great-grandmas. There's all kinds of first-times when it comes to being a mother. And I think something that's really interesting about this year and Mother's Day is it's our first time having Mother's Day in the middle of a pandemic. Like whoever would have thought we'd experienced something like this. And you know, usually on Mother's Day, we do things like go to our mother's house or grandmother's or or we would do things going out to lunch. Like it's one of the days next to Christmas that's the most celebrated day. And did you know it's the most attended day in church other than Christmas, Mother's Day? Wow. And we're not doing that this year. Well, we, we kind of are. Yeah, kind like of. This. <laughs> but, you know, mother mothers aren't anything really special, except they're super special. They're really ordinary people that God has used in extraordinary ways throughout history. And I think all of us, you know, whether you're a mother or not, can relate to sometimes being kind of stuck in the ordinary and maybe feeling like, Every day is the same. I don't know about you guys, but like, I don't even know what day of the week it is most days. And the days just kind of run together. And sometimes, you know, it's easy to get stuck in that. But um, something that's just really been on my heart these past few weeks is there's a story in the Bible about a man named Elijah. And he was a prophet. He was, um, you know, heard from God and he was a man of God. And there was a moment where he went up to this mountaintop and he was, you know, ready to hear from God. That's just what he did. And uh, when he got up there, all of a sudden, this like extraordinary stuff started happening. There was wind and there was a fire and an earthquake and all of these like really, really just extraordinary things that you would expect God to speak through and that even Elijah would have expected God to speak through. But then when all of that kind of silenced, Elijah heard God's still small voice. And I think so often we can look for God in the extraordinary, but he really wants to meet us in the ordinary. And 
you know, if you're a mom, regardless, I think we can all relate to sometimes feeling like you're just kind of stuck in the ordinary, but know that wherever you're at is an opportunity for God to speak to you. You know, when you're driving in the car, turn the radio down and just like be silent because, um, you know, in that Bible story, it was that still small whisper, that small voice of God. And, and if we are focused on the extraordinary and all the loudness and the stuff going on around us, we might miss what God wants to speak to us through that still small voice. You know, and, and like you said, you know, the ordinary, when I think of our ordinary mundane day, there's times, like you said, too, in the quiet. What are we hearing in the quiet? You know, and as a mom, I I can remember times when all four of our kids were running around and I'd just be like, I just want quiet. And of course, I'm very thankful that my husband would help out during those times and might take, you know, the kids outside to play or things like that. That's something that's really important. If there's times as a mom that you just need help, you know, something that I'm learning a lot lately is we just have to ask. Ask for help if you need help. And so when I think again about being a mother, you know, one of the things that I found that I it kind of popped out at me, it talked about motherhood. And it said, motherhood is a choice that you make every day to put someone else's happiness and well-being ahead of your own, to teach the hard lessons, to do the right thing, even when you aren't sure what the right thing is, and to forgive, to forgive yourself and others. Because again, whether you're a mom or not, I think that this is so true that every single day that we make a choice to put somebody else's happiness in front of our own. And there's fulfillment in that. I know for me, I can be totally self-centered and I want this and I want that and I want this. And yet that's all I get is myself being fulfilled instead of reaching out to somebody else or preferring someone else, somebody else's need over my own. And so that's something that I, I think that we can all take away is people living for God. You know, how can we reach out to other people and put other people before ourselves? And, and then the forgiveness part of things. Yeah, I really think one of the biggest things that we can teach our children is just to forgive and, and to kind of let go of that weight and that burden. And so, Mom, do you have an example of a time where you had to practice forgiveness? I think I have to practice forgiveness every single day, <laughs> to be honest. I think that we have opportunities and choices every day to forgive or to hold a grudge, to hold things against people, um, even people that are closest to us, you know, to be able to say, I forgive you. And that's, that's something we always taught our children. I don't know if you remember that, when they would have their little squabbles, do you remember what we used to do? They used to make us pray with each other, which like, if you're in the heat of that moment <laughs> where you like, you wanna win this fight with your sibling, and then your parents are like, pray together. It was like the hardest thing in the world, but it's amazing. And, and even like looking back on that, 
you can never pray with a hard heart. Like you can maybe start out praying with a hard heart and maybe having wrong intentions, but just allowing God's peace, because God's peace comes when we pray, just allowing that to happen, it brings so much freedom. And then we're back to being friends again. <laughs> and we used to have them pray with each other and then we would say, okay, Michaela, now tell Mackenzie you forgive her. And so then... Why did you use Mackenzie as an example? Well, you know. You know, sisters. You we, know. Um, <laughs> we had our moments for sure. <laughs> but then the other person would also say them. Mackenzie would say, and I forgive you too. Because you know that even though one person may have forgiven, there's still another side to that. And it's walking and completing that full circle of forgiveness and walking in forgiveness. And I always also say, you know, we can choose our battles. There's some things that it just doesn't matter. And we can make a mountain out of a molehill. And then when we look back, like, did that really matter? And so I think that's something when we talk about forgiveness. And we all need daily lessons and reminders on forgiving each other. And I think a lot of that starts also with forgiving yourself because I think so many of us can can kind of harbor those feelings of guilt and shame. And there's there's just freedom when you just take it to God and forgive yourself, which will allow you to forgive others so much better. That's good. So we're gonna do something a little interesting today too. And and I'm one of those people when, when I speak to a crowd of people, to a group of people, which we can't do today, although we get to see all of you out there in Cyberland. That's yes. a lot of people probably, right? Yep. <laughs> but um, something that I always like to do is include other people when I'm sharing things like Mother's Day and for Mother's Day, because I know that my experience is one but there's a lot of people out there who have a lot more experiences and, and you know, other dynamics in their family situations. And something that I think about too, when we talk about Mother's Day is, it can be a really hard day for some people. You know, there can be relationships that have gone awry. There can be situations that, you know, there's um, conflict in families and that makes it so hard and something that that matt and i always thought is that to be you know part of the role of a mother is to be a gatherer for your family like you're the person that brings everybody together and so mm -hmm. when that doesn't happen there's a hole there there's a void there so something that i did is i contacted different ladies in the church or or a few that aren't part of our church, but just ask them questions about, three different questions about being a mother. One is what was your greatest joy in life as a mother? And one is what's your greatest frustration? And then what bit of advice do you have? And so the first one is really kind of a hard one <laughs> and sad, but, um, there are people out there, mothers out there, families that have suffered miscarriage. And that's something that's really hard. As a matter of fact, Matt and I have had um, two babies that were miscarried. And, and that's something that, you know, we struggled through when that happened. And, 
And um, somebody that I was talking to that, that also experienced this, when I talked to them about their greatest joy, and, and it was a really awesome conversation that we had in a time of healing, but it was the greatest joy was to find out that they were carrying a life inside of them. And then to know that they had a future growing on the inside of them. You know, even driving in the car was like, oh my gosh, I'm carrying this new life inside of me. I have to be careful how I drive and, and things like that. But then the greatest frustration is that they never got to hold that baby, that they never got to nurture that baby like a mother should. They never got to use a bottle on the baby or change diapers or help teach to ride a bike or drive a car or attend their wedding. You know, that's something that it's like all those dreams and, and hopes, hope that they had was just taken away from them. But what's really awesome is how this lady turned it around and saying, but my greatest advice is no matter what situation you're in, to trust God. That through that, even though we don't know why it happened, we have all kinds of questions, what we know is that this is a child's child whose life continues in eternity. And I have peace in knowing that God's hand of love is helping to heal my broken heart. So, you know, <laughs> being a mom and experiencing those things myself, like I know what that's like, Matt and I know what that's like. And God did heal us, you know, that doesn't mean there isn't hurt, but there's healing. And I'm so thankful for that. That's where God can be a healing hand in your life. And so, you know, that's just a situation and going through that, walking through that. And, and I always thought like, why did that happen to us? Like, my husband's a pastor, <laughs> you know, because things happen to people no matter what your position in life is. And yet knowing that we trust God in the middle of it and knowing that like I can minister to people, I can talk to people, I know what that feels like now. So God turned that situation around for good so that I could be a help and encouragement to others. So that, that was just one of those situations and including all the different moms just think you have a couple siblings in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody else told me once how, you know what? You have perfect children. You have children, not like you're not, Michaela. Yeah. <laughs> you have children that have never sinned, never disobeyed. I'm like, oh. And they're the first people we're going to be waiting for when we get to heaven someday. But then we have first-time moms. Michaela is one of those. But I talked to somebody else who had as a first time mom and, and it was really fun. She said one of her greatest joys is getting to eat her kids leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was dad's job. Well, right? it's yeah. a, it's a partnership there. <laughs> Seriously. Greatest joy is watching her baby grow and developing into a happy and healthy child, even though it's bittersweet. And then What's a frustration is that her baby can't tell her when she's upset because she doesn't talk yet. But it's difficult to know 
or not know what the problem is when you want to fix it so badly. And then advice is to not take this season for granted. We can always find joy in every moment because of Jesus. And so tell us about you, Michaela, you first time mom and, and some of the things, what's your greatest joy? I know you have a ton of them so being many. a mom. <laughs> so yeah, as a first time mom, I think my greatest joy is just being able to experience all of the little milestones, like the first giggle, um, you know, the first, the first food, the first time you know, my son just started saying, I've been trying to teach him to say mama, especially before he says dada, because, you know, I did a lot of work to bring him to the world. So, um, and he, I always, I always, you know, I say mama to get him to like repeat after me. And he actually today just started saying ma. So we got Ooh. one of the ma's. And so maybe we you know, just call you ma and then yeah, he says it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but ma. But I think, you know, as a, as a parent and even this being a first time mom, just understanding what a responsibility it is. And really, you know, I've, I've been reading a book talking about parenting and I'm in an awesome small group that is kind of based off of the book. Um, but just What's talking, the name, of your small group? the name of the small group is family night. And we've been doing like some virtual so meetings Zoom so, or something um like facebook messenger so shout out to those awesome people but um this book is really talking about just the responsibility of raising children and how it, they're really god's children and he's given us this responsibility to raise them and to even just steward that and and when you look at them like these are god's children I think it brings a whole different perspective of, of just, you know, that responsibility, but it's, it's my greatest joy, but it's also a huge responsibility. So what about frustration? What's your biggest frustration other than not getting to sleep? Although he's a sleeper now. Actually, he's... yeah, we've been very blessed with a good sleeper, but, um, I think my greatest frustration is I wasn't expecting the amount of mom guilt that I would feel. Um, you know, I every single day I question like, does my son know that he's loved? Am I doing enough? Am I, you know, doing the right thing? And and I, you know, those feelings have kind of gone away. They're not as intense, but I still, you know, I remember when he was a newborn, every time I would leave the house, I just like felt so guilty, even though I knew he was gonna be okay. Like I knew he was in good hands, but I think, you know, I just didn't wanna miss out on any moments of his life. And then advice, do you have advice for us? Well, I am not nearly as seasoned and wise as this lady, but um, I think the advice that I would give is, um, the best thing that you can give your child is your love. And, you know, at the end of the day, you don't have to do all of, you know, the fancy Pinterest art projects or make these elaborate meals or have a clean house all the time. But 
you really all your child really needs is just your love and to just be there for them and and i think your kids the memories of you are going to be maybe the memories that you don't want to remember of you know i haven't washed my hair in days i'm wearing the same outfit i was yesterday but it's like those those moments you know i think that kids are really going to remember those moments and i remember um, a couple of weeks ago, there was a time when my son was just having a rough day. It was like, did not he did not want to be set down. He he was like just fussy and whiny. And I remember I was I was in the middle of something and I was trying to keep him happy and calm. And so I was like putting him in his little jumper and I was just like trying to entertain him and all of these things. And eventually I just put... Um, like a little baby carrier on and I just stuck him in there so he was close to me and almost instantly he just put his head right on my chest and just kind of snuggled right in there and fell asleep right away and that moment kind of like it was a really sweet moment but it also hit me that you know I was trying to do all these things to entertain him and to make him happy but all he needed in that moment was to just be close and to feel like to, to feel that safety and that warmth and you know I even think for us in our own lives like how often when it comes to our relationship with God are we trying to do all these things and you know basing it off of works and doing what we can to make God happy when God is like I just want you you know I just mm -hmm. want that intimacy and that closeness with you and so for me, that was like a big moment of understanding God's heart and and just who God is. That's awesome. You know, and I think when, as he grows up, as crew grows up, you know, he's going to see parents who worship God. He's going to see parents who turn to God in time of need. And you're training him to do the same thing, which is really, really awesome. Some of the other moms that we talked to, thanks for sharing that, by the way. Yeah. Some of the other mom, I love hearing wisdom from my daughter. That's a blessing. Guess who I learned it from. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the other people I talked to are people who have children that are a little bit older, like those primary grades, um, preschool grades. And one of the people said that they're, um, one of the things that they have great joy is the wins like when they are teaching their child something and they get it the light bulb comes on and how that's so exciting and answering questions like when these these little boys from four or five years old when they hold hands hold their mom's hand and don't stop hugging and saying i love you i love you mommy you're so beautiful and and getting all that affirmation from their child, there's such a great joy in, in that. And then frustration, I think, is interesting when you talked about mom guilt, is feeling like I'm not doing enough. And I think that always, checked, I mean, it always is there. I can remember when our oldest son was in high school and it was his senior year <laughs> and his last semester of his senior year. And I can remember thinking, okay, we have like five months to put everything we didn't get in Daniel in Daniel in five months, like as far as character and all those kinds of things, when we realized it really wasn't our job. 
It was our job to be there and to be present. It was his job to grow in character and strength and all that good stuff. That's good. You know, another um, part of the advice that they had was let this season of parenting be your parent and teach you about God. Mm, that's uh, that's good. a good really statement. Good. And so, because God is the perfect father, that when you fail, it'll only help you to see more of how he never fails. And he's always good because he's our heavenly parent. Hmm. So another one, would you like to read the next one? So this is another mom with two children. And she said that her greatest joy is seeing her two girls' hearts happy, giggling, having tickle parties, making them laugh until they lose their breath. Enjoy in those quiet moments, like when her oldest whispers, I love you, mommy, or when her not so quiet second born bulldozes her way <laughs> and says, mommy cuddles and wants me to cuddle with her right in that exact moment. I love that. Uh, frustration or difficulties is um, just more on a daily level is um, navigating through their day in with their meltdowns handling them with grace and advice is don't compare comparing yourself with other moms uh, don't compare your kids with other kids don't compare your day-to-day -day struggles with others you are unique and your kids are unique only you can love them and care for your kids because god gave them to you i love that yeah. that's awesome it's awesome you know, and, and again, there's moms in all kinds of different situations and, and there's single parents, you know, moms that parent part of the time and then the dad parents part of the time and how that, I think the whole mom guilt can really hit with some of that. And yet again, God's grace is there to help. And there was one mom that I talked to that I reached out to and she just shared how hard it is for her because um, the dad is really not involved. And so she said that her greatest joy is watching my kids grow into decent humans. When my children make positive choices based on lessons that they've learned from me and other adults, I know that there's hope for them, teaching them faith and leadership while nurturing their own values is important to me. Witnessing them being good humans brings the most happiness. So mm. good humans, yay. And then frustration, and this was hard, it's knowing that some children experience parents that don't want to be parents. I can't imagine ever walking out of my children's lives. Sometimes I just want to scream, what is wrong with you? A child should never feel that they're not important to their parent. We all experience motherhood differently and part of that advice is it should never be a competition. Like this situation is different than my situation, is different than your situation. Every situation is different. There's more, more than one way to be a great mother. One of my favorite sayings is a growth happens outside of your comfort zone. Motherhood isn't easy, but it's worth it. 
And her mom says, little kids, little problems. Big kids, big problems. (laughs) (laughs) But she said that she enjoys helping her kids, her girls work through their big problems, not as their hero, but as a guide through life. Mm. That's really awesome. That's a pretty caring mom. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you want to share? There's another one here about grandchildren. Seeing someday you'll be a grandmother. Don't even want to think about that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, so this mom and grandmother's favorite uh, or her greatest joy is having experienced every phase of growth in her children and seeing the awesome adults and mates that they have become. All of them are responsible and love Jesus. Uh, Her greatest frustration is, if only I had become a Christian sooner. Our son was seven and our daughter was five when I received Jesus as my savior. I didn't have a church background, so I didn't have God's perspective on raising children. Mm. And her wise advice is enjoy your children. The time goes fast and soon they will be out of your home and starting a family of their own. I think you always hear that like, oh, it goes by fast, but it, I mean, when you're in the moment, it's funny because the days seem really long. Like it seems like it's not going by fast at all, but then looking back, it's like, I mean, my son is eight months old and I feel like I just brought him home from the hospital. Like what Mm -hmm. happened, you know, it's the time, it really goes by quick. It's cliche, and I don't always like to hear it because I don't want it to be true, but it is. It's true. Look how old you are. Yeah. (laughs) Another grandmother shared some things, and I think it's kind of neat because the grandmothers that shared, shared about the same kinds of things, but, you know, also having children that are walking with God and their mates also walking with God. And something that she shared that, I thought was really cool is some good advice is to learn your children's love languages Mm -hmm. and part of the reason she said that is because they'll know that they're loved by you but also that they're loved by God because God created us all differently and we have different different ways that we receive love and different ways we give love I thought that was super good advice and Something that was kind of sweet about this lady is she just lost her mother and um, and she's in her 70s and she talked about how she just misses her mom. And so when you think a lot of people don't get their mom for 70 plus years of their lives, but she got to have that time with her all those years, but knowing her mother's unconditional love is really, really awesome. There's one mom who um, we talked to and she she has a child that passed away and she's raising her grandson. And so, I th- again, I think of that perspective. And, you know, one of the things that she said her greatest joy is, in addition to sharing Jesus, is watching him grow and develop his natural skills and recognizing all the similarities that were in his mother. And, you know, I think that too, because I know, I know the mom who passed away and I, I know the boy and I think, oh my goodness, <laughs> there's so many things, um, you know, just the, 
the natural ability that this boy has to attract people to himself. Like, you know, different guests that we, we brought into the church are always attracted to this boy. And his mom was the same way, just somebody that attracted so many people by their personality. But also with that, the big frustration is not having his mom there to share those special times and, and see those kinds of things, but just looking out from heaven. <laughs> um, one of the things too that she says for advice is be firm and give clear boundaries. So that's something that um, I think is really good advice and something we all need, need to remember. You know, something about this Mother's Day that makes it a little different and special is that um, your grandma Malik went home to be with the Lord not even a month ago yet. And so something about her, she'd be 90 years old this year. And, you know, I think of her later years, she was so ready to go home to be with the Lord. And she would always say, but I have purpose in this earth because she was still here. But, you know, it was interesting, all the caregivers that worked with her always talked about how she was always so full of love and would always pray for them. And, and one of them said, if I ever met an angel on earth, it was your mom. And so Grandma Malik was just that oozing love kind of person. Now you know where your dad gets it from. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but a scripture, Proverbs 31, and we hear that a lot regarding women and Mother's Day, but it's 31, 25, and 26 says in the New International Version, she's clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. And when I think about that scripture, I think about Matt's mom, and I also think about my mom. And this is my second Mother's Day without my mom. And I think last year was interesting because my dad was still with us and our whole focus was on Mother's Day being a good Mother's Day for him because mom wasn't there. And I think this year it's like hitting me I can remember thinking, what's it going to be like without having my mom, you know? And, and so now I know what that's like and I know how I miss her voice. You know, I want to pick up that phone and something really good happens and I want to tell her, but I have to find somebody else to tell, you know, and, and the wisdom that she spoke into our lives. And, you know, I'll, I'll hear her voice saying things like not really hear her voice, but I hear her voice coming out of my mouth sometimes. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound just like my mother. And I have those moments too. <laughs> years ago, probably when I was your age, I was like, oh my gosh, I sound like my mother. But now I'm like, oh, I sound like my mother because of the wisdom that my mom had. And, and now I think of the blessing it is to have had the relationship and the friendship I had with my mom. Yeah, I always remember just the wisdom and just how amazing those ladies were. You know, I think about when you're a mother, a caregiver, an aunt, someone who has influenced the lives of your nieces or nephews, if you're a teacher who nurtures as you teach, or if you're one of those Sunday school teachers who makes a difference in the life of a child, just like my grandma's 
uh, when you know you're on this earth to make a difference in people's lives, that never goes away. And I love this quote. It says, when you are strong in your faith, you will be strong enough for the journey. And it is in the midst of the journey that you will become strong. We put our faith into practice every single day. So what do you have to use your faith for today? Pastor Deb has a verse that is really good and goes along with that really well. The scriptures in 1 Thessalonians 1-2, it says, We are grateful to God for your lives, and we always pray for you. For we remember before our God and Father how you put your faith into practice, how your love motivates you to serve others, and how unrelenting is your hope-filled patience in our Lord Jesus Christ. When I look at that scripture, I think of how love and hope go hand in hand and how all of us, you know, no matter if you're a mom or not, how we have to find our place of hope and trust in Jesus Christ. And you know, if you're out there today, if you're listening to this and, and if you aren't really sure if you've made that sold out, I know that I know commitment to Jesus, today's your day. And all it takes is for you to ask him to come into your heart and be the Lord of your life, not just your savior, not just because he died on the cross for you, but because you want him to be in charge of your life. You want him to have full control. So let's pray this prayer together. Dear Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. I ask God that you forgive me of my sins and that you make my life what you want it to be, that I'll always serve you all the days of my life. So if you said that prayer today, we welcome you into the kingdom of God. This is gonna be an amazing day for you and let God do that work in your heart. Yeah, that's the best decision that you could ever make. And right now we wanna take a moment to just pray for those of you out there who this day might not be a celebration for you. You know, maybe you've lost a mom or you have a strained relationship with your mother or maybe you're somebody who's longing to be a mom and and we we understand that this day might might not be as much of a celebration for you. So, we just want to take a moment and pray for you. So, God, I just thank you for anyone who's out there that this day might be difficult for them. God, I thank you that you would just bring comfort into their hearts, that that they would know how loved they are. And God, I just thank you for your peace in their lives. And God, I thank you that you are our comforter, that you bring peace. And, and God, I just thank you that you are the healer of the brokenhearted, that even right now, that as people are watching, that you're just healing their broken hearts. And, and I thank you, God, that you would teach us how to forgive. God, I thank you that you can work all things out for good. And, and so I just thank you for all the moms out there right now, the, the mother figures, God, that you just bless them today. I just pray a blessing over their lives that they would feel so loved by those around them. In Jesus' name, amen. We just want to thank you guys all for watching this morning. It's been an awesome morning and we just really hope that you were blessed and encouraged by the message and the service this morning. So watch us next week, same time. 
Same station. 10 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us and have an amazing Mother's Day. God bless you. At Refuge, we believe all people matter to God. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to connect further with Refuge, feel free to go online to wearerefuge.net or on social media at wearerefuge.